generation will continue to serve you because of your faithfulness and our faithfulness to you in this season. I thank you for this privilege to ask the preaching power. Open our eyes and all wonders from your truth, our ears we may hear your truth, our minds we may understand and comprehend the truth of your words. Most important, open our hearts that we may receive with meekness your word which is able to save our souls, evangelize and center, edify, and energize your church and follow the Lord's name. We will be careful. We give you all the praise on the Lord for this divine, magnificent, majestic, matchless name as above Abraham. All believers say, Amen. Amen. You would take your copy of God's Word and turn with me to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse number 7, reading to verse number 16. If I'm your copy of God's Word, I invite you to stand with me. Out of reverence for the word of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 through verse 16. The Bible says, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and gave, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth, or the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel all things. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all obtain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by waves, by waves and carried about by every wind of, of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You may see the presence of the Lord. For a few moments, I want to talk about the maturing church. The maturing church. The maturing church. We've all seeing people who have Peter Pan syndrome. They just refuse to grow up. 
They made choices to continue to practice immature behavior. It is like the old Torah of us theme song. I don't want to rule. They said in their actions, I just don't want to rule. They said through their failure to take on responsibility for what they did. I just don't want to grow up. They said by always blaming someone else for everything that happens to them that is negative and never give credit to anyone else for anything that happens to them that is positive. Just don't want to grow up. They also said by always being the victim, the uh, protagonist of every story, just don't want to grow up. But brothers and sisters, that comes a time in everybody's life that you only want to leave Neverland. You ought to want to say, I'm tired of being immature. As Paul was saying to the church in Corinth, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I understood as a child. But when I became a man, when I became grown, I put away childish things. All the time when you get the vision, just say, I'm tired. It's time for me to grow up. This is true for the church as well. Paul writes this letter to the church in Ephesus really to talk about the church. That is the central theme of this letter, the church of Jesus Christ. How God has reconciled creation to himself through the work of Jesus on the cross and has created a new united people in and through the church. He talks about in chapter 2 how God has divided the wall of hostility and created in the place of two people, one people. And in the church, it matters not whether you are male or female, whether you are Jew or Gentile, whether you are slave or barbarian, whether you're educated or uneducated, whether you're white collar or blue collar. In the church, we all come together as a new community under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. And Paul wants us to know that once you understand the nature of the church, that we are one body. As he says in chapter 4, in verse 6, there is but one faith, one Lord, one baptism, that we are one body. Once you understand the unity, the nature of the church, then you must also understand that God is fixed for that church, his body, to grow up. For his body to mature. And if maturation is going to take place, it means that proper nurturing must be done. In order for someone or for something to mature, then those who have custody must make sure that they give proper nurturing to that individual or to that organization. And we have the responsibility to understand who we are as the 
church and give nurture to the church so that the church will grow up, so that the church will mature. The church must strive to maintain, uh, uh, to strive for maturity by remembering her nature and properly nurturing the bonds that tie us together. I'm going to say that one more time. The church must strive to maturity or for maturity by remembering her nature and properly nurturing the bond that tie us together. If we forget who we are and if we forget to nurture the bonds and not take for granted the bonds that tie us together, then you and I as a collective body of believers, believers will not
means proficient leadership. And I use the word proficient in intentionally because proficient deals with the whole idea of being competent as well as capable. It means that you understand your job and your responsibility. Let me show it to you in the text. The Bible says, let me enter in the side door this morning. Of course, the Let me explain it for you. 
There's a gift of administration. There's a gift of, of encouragement. 